Good morning. I hope you're having a fine Sunday morning. Welcome back to another edition of Miami Valley Voices on this Cox Radio Station. I'm your host from the Dayton Daily News, Ron Rollins, and I'm in the studio uh, today with uh, a longtime friend, somebody uh, I've known for a long time, uh, Carla Garrett-Harshaw, who is the Regional Director of Development for Advocates for Basic Legal Equality here in the Miami Valley. How are you doing, Carla? I'm fine. Thank you, Ron. And uh, tell us about um, the organization and what it does. You can sort of kind of guess from the name you know, advocates for basically equality. You guys provide uh, low-cost uh, low or free legal services for uh, low-income people who, who need them, right? Yes. But, but that's a big tangled ball of string there, so un unspool it for us a little bit. Okay. Well, some of you may be familiar with the Legal Aid Society. In fact, uh, the Legal Aid Society had operated in Dayton for more than 30 years. It was a long time, yeah. 40 right. years. Yeah. And as a result of certain consolidations of legal services mm -hmm. due to financial considerations. There's always financial always considerations, I know. Um, two nonprofit law firms that are headquartered in Toledo actually began providing the services here hmm. in around 2004. Okay. And they are Advocates for Basic Legal Equality and Legal Aid of Western Ohio. Now, the difference between the two firms has to do with funding. Uh, legal Services Corporation provides funding for Legal Aid of Western Ohio, and there are certain restrictions on what they can do when it comes to uh, class actions or uh, advocacy mm. or fundraising. Uh, since ABLE does not accept those funds, they are able to take on some other kinds of issues. You're talking state funding, federal funding? Where's federal the money? Federal funding okay. is Legal Services Corporation. But uh, all of our attorneys are able to handle a variety of different issues that face low-income and disadvantaged people of this community. Mm -hmm. We assist victims of domestic violence, for instance. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people are familiar with uh, cases of domestic violence, and unfortunately that seems on a rise or that we hear a lot more about it. Yeah, we hear a lot more about it, actually since the whole Ray Rice NFL thing last year. Yes, yeah. but what they may not be aware of is when it comes to many low-income women, the attorneys who are helping to provide safety for them with court actions mm -hmm. are legal aid attorneys. Mm -hmm. uh, we also assist with elderly abuse cases. We handle uh, disability cases, including getting accommodations for children in school to mm -hmm. make them more successful. And mm -hmm. I know people think that's probably automatic, and it should be, but isn't always. Right. Uh, we assist with public benefits issues. Actually, in my experience, nothing to do with bureaucracy is automatic. Well, no. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, there's 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 processes and procedures, and, 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 uh, and oftentimes low-income folks end up dealing with government and, and nonprofit and social service bureaucracy far more than uh, folks who are, are middle class or, or, or the, and that and that's a huge part of their lives. And uh, that we don't even, that, that if you're not in that low income group, you don't even really think about the amount of time that low income people really spend interacting and interfacing with this organization over here or this over here, just to get basic stuff done, and it's very confusing. You know, I've come to feel that low-income people virtually have no voice. I mean, if they're complaining about something, maybe they'll be heard, mm -hmm. but chances are not. Mm -hmm. You know, we handle a lot of tenant-landlord disputes. I was going to ask about and, that, yeah. 
uh, people often living in some horrendous conditions mm-hmm. or either are are not being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. And for them to complain sometimes is like whistling in the wind. Mm-hmm. You get an attorney involved, all of a sudden it makes a difference. Right. Um, we also handle foreclosures and are able to get modifications in some cases for people to keep their homes. Um, Oh, that's cool. And generally, we cover 32 counties in the state, including the greater Dayton area. I'm looking at the map you provided, and it's pretty much everything from Dayton, Springfield area, all the way up the whole corner of northwestern Ohio over to like Erie County, Huron County. Yes. Yeah, it's a big chunk. It's it's a quarter of the state, pretty much. And then for immigration and migrant worker issues, we cover the entire state of oh, Ohio. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So now, um, are there other organizations like yours that provide these services in yes, other parts are. of the state? Yes, there are. I think there are about five of us in total in the state. Excellent. Uh, and so, how areas. many, now, you mentioned, uh, you, you described it as a... Um, as a law firm, I guess before I learned a little bit more about the organization, I kind of thought that the nonprofit dealt with or worked with um, uh, commercial attorneys for commercial firms who were basically doing this work pro bono or on loan. Or you're, you guys are set up as law. We are as law, a law firms. Firm. Uh, okay, yeah. Two law firms, okay. LAWL and Able, okay. and we deal with civil cases, okay. and that means the the kinds of services that I just described mm-hmm. with you are all civil. Right. They are not criminal actions. Right. Criminal actions are handled by the public defender's office. Right. But it's important to know that while you are required to have representation, if you're before the courts in a criminal case, mm-hmm. there's nothing that guarantees representation for people in civil actions. That's interesting. So that if you're coming to us, it's probably because you're feeling pretty desperate and don't have the funds to pay for an attorney. Mm-hmm. All of our services are free of mm-hmm. charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the distinction between the two. Now, we do partner with commercial law firms. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Greater Dayton Volunteer Lawyers Project accepts mm-hmm. some of our cases that mm-hmm. they coordinate with commercial or community law firms to handle. And they run workshops, they provide direct legal assistance, mm-hmm. a variety of other things they do. And they also support our Access to Justice Awards Gala. Aha, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. That's right. That's coming up on November 12th at Sinclair Community College's Opponent Center. That's right. From 5.30 to 8 p.m. Um, The gala is a major fundraiser for us, and proceeds from the gala uh, go to our Campaign for Equal Justice. Mm -hmm. That's our annual fundraising campaign. Our goal this year is 200000 for the campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, And community law firms and citizens, just residents Mm -hmm. of the community outside of the legal community, contribute Mm -hmm. to Campaign for Equal Justice. In fact, you can go online and donate at Campaign for Equal Justice. Um, But it's important for people of this community to understand the significance of providing these services. If you got a minute, let me tell you some say, of the yeah, cases please, talk, that we've Talk handled. generally about the need, yeah, and, and as many anecdotes as, as you got, sure. Um, the one that we have a whole to, half hour. How about that? That's right. Should, we're here with Carla uh, Garrett Harshaw, by the way, talking about uh, the advocates for basic legal equality. Yeah, go ahead. 
When I mentioned domestic violence cases, one woman I met uh, was in her 50s, nearly 60, Mm -hmm. and she had been a victim of domestic violence virtually all of her adult life. She had met uh, what she thought was the man of her dreams uh, as a very young woman, and the relationship became very abusive. She had children to raise and was in part uh, committed to staying in the relationship because of the children. Mm -hmm. She actually worked outside of her home, Mm -hmm. and she would suffer various injuries but would mask them at work. She would always come up with some other excuse. She had tried to escape through windows in the house and Mm -hmm. was caught and brought back. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until she was much later in life that she got the courage to leave. And when I met her, she was in a wheelchair. She was suffering uh, arthritis and Mm -hmm. other emotional trauma as well Mm -hmm. stemming from it but for her she was just glad to finally be free and Mm -hmm. living a life of her own and one of the things about legal aid that's uh, very uh, helpful is that we provide a holistic approach. I was going to say, what sort of services? I can imagine a criminal case involved against the husband, perhaps. What sort of services did she require that were civil? Well, for us, we provided her civil uh, protection. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that. Uh, the husband was restricted from coming around her, mm-hmm. from injuring her. Uh, so that's something that we right. routinely will handle. The protection often, order, right, right. Yeah, the civil protection orders. Often uh, those women have been in a state where they have no income, mm-hmm. so we may need to assist them with public benefits or making connections with them so they have a home. Now, is someone and like we, her being referred to you by an agency like Artemis or the I was y going or to something? say, yeah. we partner with Artemis as mm-hmm. well as the YWCA that mm-hmm. provides some housing for women who are going through domestic violence. Both organizations we've had in this studio in the past. Yes, sure. and they certainly are very important in their own right. Mm-hmm. And we have linkages. It's like a network of services mm-hmm. throughout the community for these cases. We also provide assistance to veterans. Um, there was a woman who had served twice overseas in mm-hmm. Desert Storm even and mm-hmm. returned home and had uh, lost her job, but an organization was willing to pay her rent. However, her landlord refused to sign the paperwork to accept the funds, and she was actually assigned to eviction court just a couple days before Christmas, really at risk of losing her uh, place yeah. to live. So, re- forgetting that that is remarkably unpatriotic and unkind of him, um, yes. he was able to do that because the money would have come not from her in the form of a check, but it would have been something that came to him from an agency, and he would have had to wait on it, basically, right? So, he just refused to he take He was the money. deciding to do that because he did not want to. <laughs> right, right, right. That's not cool. And it was our attorney who got involved in the case right. and, and worked tirelessly around the clock and was able to keep her in her home. And as she puts it, I could have easily been homeless on Christmas Day. 
Um, Certainly something you hear about a lot of veterans, actually. Yes. And, you know, I was even surprised to learn the number of veterans who are homeless. A lot of them, yeah. Um, Or a lot of of homeless, a lot of the local homeless population has been veterans or are veterans, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're providing that kind of assistance. You know, when I mentioned the uh, children with disabilities, last year at our gala, we featured a young woman. Uh, We actually learned about her through our Medical Legal Partnership for Children. Mm -hmm. That's one of our programs that accepts referrals from physicians and social workers if they think a child's health is negatively affected by non-medical conditions at home. That could be anything from substandard housing, sometimes there are victims of domestic violence. So then they advocate on behalf of the child? a variety of things, yes. So this person, the mother came to us as a domestic violence case and we learned about her through the medical legal partnership. She was very concerned because she feared that her daughter would not graduate middle school. She would act out in class severely act out in mm-hmm, class, mm-hmm. had been suspended several times. She expected expulsion any time. Mm-hmm. And when our attorney became involved, she insisted on having the child tested. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, if she didn't have attention deficit disorder, she had a hearing impairment, oh, geez. visual impairment. She was in a classroom with 35 students in it, so mm-hmm. there were lots of distractions. Mm-hmm. And when she couldn't hear or see or understand, she would act out. Sure. At the point I met her, she was a junior in high school. She had just received her report card with all A's, B's, and one C. Mm-hmm. She was an upward bound and intends to go to college. That's cool. So when people ask, well, does it make any difference? Will mm. people just go back to wherever they were? The answer is no. Mm. The outcomes for themselves, stand mm. up for themselves and but show this is a worthwhile important work. Um, Let me tell people what they're listening to if they're just tuning in. If you are just joining us, good morning. Hope you're having a fine Sunday morning. This is Miami Valley Voices on this Cox Radio Station. I'm Ron Rollins, your host, and uh, we're in the studio today with Carla Garrett Harshaw, who's the Regional Director of Development for Advocates for Basic Legal Equality and Legal Aid of Western Ohio, um, two organizations that work together to uh, provide uh, free legal uh, care and, and, and work for low-income people in, in the uh, all of pretty much the whole corner of Northwest Ohio, um, dating all the way up to Toledo. So um, talk about this, the way you're set up a little bit. I mean, how many attorneys are part of the staff? How many, how many attorneys do you have doing this work? Oh, there are about 20 people or maybe 22 people in our Dayton office alone. Which doesn't sound like enough, actually. uh, No, well, it's never enough. Uh, But that includes attorneys and paralegals who are working on cases. And then we also can reach out to attorneys who are in the other portions of our markets Mm -hmm. to help with certain cases. Receiving support from community attorneys also is a huge help through the Greater Dayton Volunteer Lawyers Project because we can expand our reach with them. Mm -hmm. But even with that said, um, this year our committee that helps with our campaign and events suggested that we tell the public the difference between the services that we are allowed or can handle versus those we have to turn away. Such as? And in 
last year, even though we served 6,000 people, mm-hmm. 6,000 people benefited from our services, of the people who requested help, about 40% of them had to be turned away due to limited resources. Oh. So when I talk about, yeah, (laughs) because, you know, people say, well, where do they go? Well, we like to hope that maybe some way they find themselves their way to an attorney who will help. Mm -hmm. And certainly the Volunteer Lawyers Project will help uh, as much as they can in making that connection. But moreover, those people are going unserved. Mm -hmm. They're going unrepresented. And that's not good. And why should the community be concerned? Because if those people have unstable households Mm -hmm. or lives and are not working, then that becomes a responsibility of the community in one way or another. Well, and then it ends up that you're talking about people who end up needing other social services that perhaps they did not. And food our pa- aim food is, pantry, homelessness, right. blah, 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 right. Our aim is not to maintain them where they are, but to help stabilize their lives mm-hmm. so that they can move on and become productive citizens of the community and, and live the life that they should live. Now, you mentioned so 6,000 people, you said, over the course of the year are generally of last served. year. Wow, that's a lot. Is that in Dayton area or the whole yes, region? Yes, the greater Dayton area. We cover 77 counties right. in this immediate area. Right. And wow. that's the number served last that, year. That's a lot. Um, so, um, do uh, you mentioned that, for example, the uh, in the case of the, the domestic violence uh, victim, that she was referred via Artemis? Um, how how do most uh, how do most of your clients end up on your doorstep? Well, there are a variety of different ways. They may be referred from other community agencies or organizations, mm-hmm. uh, such as Artemis. Um, they may hear about it by word of mouth, and they can go to our website at ablelaw.org, and there's a forum on there uh, for assistance, as well as a number for our legal aid line Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of screens our cases to make sure that it's uh, an area that we can handle, but also takes information on the client. So that's kind of like the intake procedure, like if I Mm -hmm. call, what, what happens to me if I call? Um, Basically, you're interviewed to find out what the type of service is that Mm -hmm. you need Mm -hmm. uh, and to see that it matches with ours. And, of course, we like to make sure that we're not on both sides of an issue, so (laughs) there's that consideration. Very true. Uh, But otherwise, income information, the whatever the substance of your concern is, Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of a screening and review. And we also make recommendations, even if we cannot take cases, Mm -hmm. they may advise you on places that might be able to assist you. I mean, uh, is that places sort of like the mediation center and things like that that are are outside of the legal realm, but or generally Uh, speaking to other law firms or other legal services? It could, in, in terms of the referrals they yeah, make, right. it may be to other agencies or organizations where you can get information. Um, or we do have some attorneys who actually work on legal aid line and may okay. be able to b- provide some assistance, even though we wouldn't take your full case. Sure, gotcha. So talk again about the Access to Justice Awards Gala. So what sort of, who's, who's recognized at that, and who do you, who, 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 who who, what will happen when what people go? What will happen? Yes. Well, Ron Rollins will yeah, MC yeah, the I evening. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Dempsey. That's right. Like I said, we go way back. But, <laughs> There's um, a reason to come. That's right. Yeah, if you're not getting enough of me on the radio, yeah. Um, well, so talk about the event. 
Uh, one of the things that we work hard to do with our events is to make certain that we keep the costs low so that the funds that do come in from an event like the gala goes is used for direct uh, legal assistance. I mm-hmm. uh, would like to thank Wilmer Hill Law Firm, an international firm that has underwritten the uh, gala for the last few years. Mm-hmm. So our sponsors and ticket purchasers uh, all are giving towards the campaign that actually aids ABLE, LAWO, and the Greater Dayton Volunteer Lawyers Project. Um, Each year we recognize individuals who have made extraordinary strides in helping low-income and disabled people, or Mm -hmm. people who are disadvantaged, not just disabled. Sure. This year, uh, the honorees will be David Larson of Altic and Corrin. Mr. Larson will receive the Lloyd O'Hara Public Interest Law Award for all of the volunteer assistance that he's given to immigrants Mm -hmm. and uh, as an advocate for them, too, and setting up various programs. As you know, we're a welcome Dayton city here. And while people don't generally think of us as being a community with many immigrants, we are. Oh, we definitely are. In fact, in Dayton Public Schools, more than 30 foreign languages are spoken there, and they're not uh, just from one country. They Mm. are indeed from Mexico, but Turkey, Russia, Africa, mm-hmm. across the board. Oh, yeah. um, Actually, the, the 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 neighborhood of the Ahiska Turks in Old North Dayton somehow gets mentioned on this show about every six weeks. Really? Yeah, it's very interesting. Just whatever whatever. There's such an interesting group of people that are who are so new to our community that that they seem to be touching a lot of different. Uh, parts of the community in ways that are just really on people's minds and and lips a little bit. Uh, And they, 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 they come up a lot. I need to get, I need to get, um, Oh, who's the gentleman that runs the, um, the community center, Islam Sakhandrov, I think in to to talk because it's a really interesting community. Yeah. Well, and timely right now. I mean, it's unfortunate. A lot of people don't understand why immigrants come here. Right. But right now, Turkey is in the news again, and yeah. you get a sense of why people may want to find sure. a new country. Absolutely. Uh, there are some other honorees Please, at, else, yes. at the gala, though. I'm looking forward to meeting them all that evening. That's okay. Right. Derek Forward of uh, the Dayton unit of NAACP we, is we, being we recognized yeah, for so. his... Uh, advocacy for civil rights and this is the 30th year that St. Vincent de Paul has been serving homeless people of this community. And they're receiving an award as well? And they will receive a Community Impact Award. We've had David Bohart in uh, into the studio. I've never had Derek actually. But it just seems I like bump into him around town all the time, and it never has occurred to me to bring him into the studio. Now he was just Derek was just reelected to another term as NAACP president. I think he's had a number of them. And then Jeff Ireland, who's the partner in charge of Ricky Ireland and Cox, has been a longtime friend of the legal aid programs Mm -hmm. and has had a huge impact on our gala proceeds and campaign. He's also very active in in the community Mm -hmm. and even helped to raise the funds for the Croc Center. As is his wife. And absolutely. Mm -hmm. And. he was a long-term mayor of Oakwood. I did know that. That's yes. right. I have so, to drive. I have to drive through Oakwood to get to work every day. So okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know these things. <laughs> no, he and you're right. The, the, as a couple, they're very, very, very active. In the Absolutely. Community. She's 
chairman yeah, of the board of the Dayton is Foundation. She's a past chair of the Dayton Foundation. That's right. That's and, right. And she serves on the our Dayton gala a year ago. Right. She and I are on the Dayton History Board together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty stellar lineup of recipients. Well, and the other thing, if you're interested in ten- attending the event, a lot of time people say, "Oh no, I don't want to be there all night." Well, our attorney said, <laughs> our community attorney said, you know. We like the idea of getting together, having a chance to mix and mingle, but we need to keep it tight. So this event actually is more of an upscale reception. Yeah, which is cool. uh, With delicacies and a cash bar, and we'll have entertainment by Central States Jazz Ensemble. We like those guys. Yes. That's cool. They're very good. They're very good. And then we'll go into the program, and we will be done at 8 o'clock. Well, as your uh, MC in waiting, I promise to be a good time cop and... um Get us in and out. Very good. We will do it. Um, So uh, tell us how long you've been with the organization. I have been with the organization for five years. As I was telling you, this is like a second career for me. Well, before we turn on the mic. (laughs) I actually worked for uh, Cox Newspapers. That's right. That's how we met. Years ago. You the Daily News, right. In high school and uh, was a reporter and actually was a teen and then college campus writer and uh, moved up the ranks of management here Mm -hmm. and was transferred or actually applied and and was accepted at the Springfield News Sun. Our sister paper. That's right. uh, Where I served for 16 years in Mm -hmm. that capacity before coming back here as the um, vice president of community development. Mm -hmm. And made the transition into fundraising. I always said I would do something entirely different before right. I truly retired. Right. Uh, but didn't really know what it was. And uh, one year while I was on the board of Wilberforce University that mm-hmm. was struggling at the time, mm-hmm. I said, what if I go there as a loaned executive for a year? And it just happened that someone I had worked with on, a cam- on the Cox campaign for United Way got in touch with me and said, hey, you're a fundraiser now mm-hmm. because you're doing development work. Right. And that was really when I made the transition. I retired from Cox, um, uh, went to the Indiana University School of Fundraising and was certified there and joined Legal Aid. That's cool, that's really neat. We see each other uh, most Mondays at Dayton Rotary too. Yes. Yeah, that's right, that's, that's good. And, and then I went back to school too. That's true. Got a master's in leadership development at that's Wright right. State. So how many so. how much paper do you have? I don't after? know, I just kind of collect them now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, well we miss you here, but but it is, it is nice to run into you every, every, uh, every Monday at the Rotary. And, yeah, it's um, great being back here. Well, absolutely. And so, uh, so where did you? Uh, you mentioned a website. We got about a minute left. You mentioned a website where people can go to find out more about Able the program. Able Law A B L E L E L A W dot org. Excellent. And they can, yes. people can go on there wondering if they qualify for services. If they uh, there need is to a talk way to, to a access lawyer. our legal aid line through okay. uh, the page, and also uh, if you want to donate, you can mm-hmm. go to the donation page to make a donation to us and, and also, that same page right. will accept your reservation for the access to justice awards gala which we should that remind people is, is november, november 12th. 12th from 5 30 to 8 at, at sinclair's Sinclair Ponet center park un- park underneath walk upstairs you're complimentary all complimentary parking that's right we like that and um www.ablelaw.org to either sign up for the gala or um 
uh, to basically make a donation, make a donation, or to find out if you need need services to use services. That's right. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for having. That's me. right. I told you it goes really fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, if you uh, have been with us, thank you very much. This has been uh, Miami Valley Voices on this Cox Radio Station. Your host here, Ron Rollins, and I've been in the studio with an old friend, Carla Garrett Harshaw, who is uh, uh, currently working as the regional director of development for Advocates for Basic Legal Equality, which helps low-income people in our area uh, get the legal services they need. And so thanks again. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And uh, if you think about thinking about going to the gala, I'll be the MC, ablelaw.org, to sign up. Have a great Sunday.